welcome to the Dermastore podcast. A chat about all things skincare, skin health. And if you're a real skin nerd, we, we hope, hope you'll, you'll join, join the conversation. conversation. Welcome to the 16th episode of the Dermastore podcast. Hey Laura, how are you doing? Good morning, Greg. I'm so good. How are you? Good, thank you. So today's episode, we're going to be talking about retinols and we have Dr. Webster in the studio. Before we jump into it, what did you use this morning? I think, Greg, this is why the retinol podcast came about was I've been using retinol so much lately and exactly as you said earlier before we jumped on air. And it's because we've been adding a few more retinols to our Dermastore portfolio and it's been so much fun getting to know all the different formulations and I can't wait to get into it. But I use retinol this morning actually and I'll tell you why so I cleansed with um, the vein tolerance cleanser just because to comfort and soothe the skin and then I used the endocare it's a new launch the comfort cream nice so a really small percentage of retinol that can be used morning and evening and then I just uh, topped it off with my Marty Derm um, GFital dry skin. Dry skin. It's sold out at the moment. Oh, yeah. it's so good. Is it good? No, yeah. it's so good. And then sunscreen. What did yeah. you get up to? So I very easy. I just used the Kiehl's Ultra Facial Cleanser in the shower this morning. I shaved and then I did the Fieve Hyper Enriching Barrier Cream, which is one of my oh, core yes. staples, especially after shaving. Your skin feels a bit sensitive. Marty D Active D Fluid as I was running out the door. This whole week, and in fact, for the last two weeks, I've been using a lot of different retinols. It's been interesting to sort of do one different retinol each night. There is a space or a place for different formulations, different types of retinols, and for different skin types, and also for different skin scenarios, skin bonding, going back to things like our customization philosophy. There are retinols like one for all, but I think now developers are getting smart because they're starting to segment retinols for different concerns, which is actually very clever. We know retinol can do a lot, but finding your unique retinol for your specific skin that is a possibility now it's not just one formulation and also the team and i are doing one we're trying to get into like winter retinol so a little bit more of Mm. an aggressive retinol approach because we're less outdoors that sort of thing it's a great time yeah Mm. it's perfect and then you know find a more synergistic retinol for the summertime sort of thing so we've been playing it's been fantastic okay well welcome dr webster thanks for joining us again in the the podcast studio do you want to kick things off just on a little bit of let's not get too into the academic history of vitamin A, but do you want to just kick things off on how we got started on retinols in general? Well, basically it all started in about 1971 with Albert Kligman, and he did the research on the original retinoid, which is tretinoin. So in 1971, tretinoin was registered with the FDA. Okay. And it was originally. So is that nearly like 50 years that's ago? That's 50 years ago. And it's that tretinoin is still on the market okay. today. And being prescribed daily. I'm and being sure. prescribed daily. Yeah. So it's amazing. So, again, you know, a lot of things in medicine are discovered by accident. So it was originally developed for acne. And then the people who used tretinoin or retin A, that was the trade name or still is the trade name, noticed that their skins became smoother, the pigmentation got lighter, their fine wrinkles improved. And then Albert Kligman did research further. And it's one of the most researched chemicals in the world or active ingredients. Then they found that it does, in fact, help for photoaging and it helps for pigmentation. It's got many, many benefits. Unbelievable. So it's quite confusing for the layperson to understand there's so many names. There's retinoic acid, tretinoin, retinol. Can you break it down for us? Sure. So tretinoin and retinoic acid is the same thing. Okay. So that was the first one that was developed. That was the first generation retinoid. So a retinoid just means a chemical derived from vitamin A. 
And then there were other ones developed subsequent to that. You get isotretinoin, which is roaccutane, which can take orally, but you do get a topical form. And then you get third generation ones, which like adapalene, which is mainly used for acne. But these are all prescription products. And then on the way to form tretinoin, you first of all get the retinol esters, which could get converted into retinol. And then that gets converted into retinol or retinaldehyde, and then you get tretinoin. And the tretinoin works on the receptor in in the cell. So retinol esters, retinol esters, it goes through quite a conversion process to get to retinoic acid. Exactly. So therefore, it's a lot less aggressive on the skin because it goes through so many conversions. That's right. Okay. The big problem with tretinoin is that it's efficacious, but there are quite a few side effects. It often causes irritation, photosensitivity. and dry, red flaking of the skin. Retinoid dermatitis. And it is a prescription medication, so you can't buy it over the counter. There's a line between retinol or retinaldehyde and retinoic acid or or tretinoin. Retinaldehydes or the retinols, you don't need a prescription for. Okay. Whereas the tretinoin, you do need a prescription for. So the retinol, retinaldehyde, those are the cosmeceutical products that That's we it. talk about? Yes. Okay, so in aesthetic practices, skin professional skin therapists are recommending the yes. retinols. And I think the prescription ones, the problem with them is it's only like retin-A cream. It only has tretinoin in it. It doesn't have other ingredients in it. And I think the beauty of the cosmeceuticals is... You can have retinol, which can also cause some irritation, but you can add other ingredients in it to make it less irritating. Or you can have the retinol at varying concentrations. You can have a slow-released one or encapsulated one. So I think it's almost like blending wine. You're getting this beautiful product, actually, in the end. That's what Greg said earlier about its customization to your routine. Mm. It's skin's bonding to what your skin needs at that particular time. So if your retinol that has been synergistically blended with panthenol or ceramide, you're talking to what your skin needs. Yeah, I think, you know, having tested quite a few in the the time that we've run Dermastore, there's definitely been a strong evolution from straight retinoids to, as you said, encapsulated forms there's been the derivative forms and I've sort of got to the point where I can use a retinol every day even 0.5 percent but that process it takes a bit of time we wouldn't advise that to a new customer who's never used a retinol before but your skin gets used to it so we always say low and slow start your retinization process maybe three times a week and then build it up Mm. and it's not to say that retinols for everyone either you know certain retinols are irritating to a sensitive skin so there are alternatives to that but ultimately there isn't anything better Yes. Than a good retinol. Exactly. We know that. There isn't anything better. What are the skin concerns that retinoids treat? Everything. <laughs> <laughs> what doesn't it treat? Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. So, you know, acne, okay. photo aging, hyperpigmentation, those are the big ones. There's a retinol for everyone, and I think I want to try and unpack like specific retinols for different skin types because when you do land on Dermastore, it can be a little bit overwhelming. Mm-hmm. We do have a lot of options. As you said, we've launched a number of new ones. Mm-hmm. What are the therapists recommending on the daily basis? Let's say for hyperpigmentation, a candidate comes in. Let's say for PIH. Yeah. What are we recommending? So for hyperpigmentation, obviously asking a few more questions and getting yeah. a history. But our sort of go-to is retinol that has got a blend of ingredients that's 
also helping with hyperpigmentation. Yes. So for example, does it have niacinamide in yes. it? Our go-to, for example, is an encapsulated one. So it goes a little bit deeper into the layers of the epidermis where the melanocyte sits. And that for us would be the neuretin. Yes. The night one. Yeah. Yes. So Perfect. that's an example of how we would recommend it. But if it's just superficial pigmentation, not melasma as yeah. such, you know, there's a variety of retinols that we could look at. Skinceuticals, 0.5. Yeah, we love that one for acne, actually, okay. I'll be honest. Yeah. Because it's such a simplistic formulation. Mm. It's just got bisabolol and pure retinol. So yeah. for acne, it just really gets to targeting that sebaceous gland. It's a powerful one, that one. Because exactly. it's the pure retinol, it's not encapsulated. So that's the big difference between like encapsulation, non-encapsulated. Uh, if it's a pure retinol at a concentration, it's only got one sort of ingredient to sort of take that edge off. It's a powerful one. It's very, very strong. I've been loving the Kiehl's ones. So there's two Kiehl's ones. There's the Retinol Skin Renewing Daily Microdose Serum. And this contains uh, peptides and ceramides and a precise daily strength concentration of retinol. And I believe the percentage is 0.3. Yeah. Yeah. So this is lovely. It's a more of a serum cream formulation. And then the newer one that we've just launched is the Retinol Fast Release Wrinkle Reducing Night Serum. This Kills one loves their names, eh? Yeah. <laughs> this one I've been loving actually the most. It's got a really unique... This has been lovely. It's so lightweight. It goes mm. straight into your skin. I haven't had any sensitivity issues. Oh. I love it because it's in a pure glycerin base. Yeah. So incredibly hydrating for the skin. And then you just got that... Boost of retinol. So it is exactly. really a booster. I'll yeah. call it that. I do use the SkinCeuticals one, the 0.5, quite a bit, which we just chatted about. And then we've also just launched uh, two new ones from Endocare. Which That's are what also, I've been using. Yeah, those are very much focused on signs of aging. I love the, the Endocare ones just because it's really that blend of beautiful ingredients. They've included their SCA, so their snail slime growth factor but it's got niacinamide in it mm. it's got bisabolol and that's what i love about cosmeceuticals dr webster is although tretinoin is the king of vitamin a's retinoids your patient tolerance the skin's tolerance the patient compliance is not always there because it doesn't feel good on the skin and the skin the way it responds is can be dry, irritating, and sensitizing. So where retinols do so well is because they're giving you a better experience with retinol. Yes, it maybe will take a little bit longer to get your result, but you're going to get a far better result with a healthier skin barrier intact, skin condition is healthy. So what is your thoughts on that? Yeah, definitely. It's no use recommending something if the person's not going to use it or use it once or twice and say, no, I'm allergic to this, which is an irritant reaction. It's not an allergic reaction. So you've got to educate your patient and use a product that they're going to use and enjoy using. You know? Yeah. What are your, um, let's say, two favorite retinols that you like to use? Well, obviously, I've got the prescription ones, but the sort of cosmeceutical one, the one that I like is the dermaceutic active retinol 0.5 percent quite strong so you have to again talk to the patient that's where often i will have the patient sitting in front of me started low and slow i often recommend monday wednesdays and fridays so i say for two weeks and then if you're tolerating it to use it every night time mm. And I think the important thing, if they should run out of the retinol and they haven't used it for mm. a while, they've got to restart that process again. Yeah, so okay. just keep using it, basically. <laughs> just don't, 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 stop. don't <laughs> run out. Yeah. So that's my favorite. The other one is the Neoretin Serum, mm -hmm. especially for people with pigmentation, a bit of acne. I've recommended that for a number of years, okay. and I find it extremely well tolerated. I've hardly had anybody that's had a reaction to that, mm. and we get the results. It, yeah. so, so that's what you want. We want efficacy. 
well, in other words, it works well with less side effects. Mm. I think the other important point is price point because retinols are generally on Dermastore. They are quite premium. We have some of the, the more luxe brands. and But excitingly, they are sort of making their way into more affordable everyday products that can be a little bit more accessible in terms of price. For example, CeraVe's just launched their brand new serum retinol for acne. Yeah, That's very exciting. And that's coming onto Dermastore this week, in fact. I think that's the exciting bit is that they're not only for a certain demographic. Retinols can be used by, again, most people, but find one that works for your skin concerns. And then just some other tips and recommendations for when using retinol. To use it at night only? Use it only at night only. Okay. Although we do have a couple of products, I think, with retinol during the day. What did you use this morning, Laura? I know, but it's... <laughs> <laughs> it's true, though. You're yeah. actually right. It's a good point. A lot of patients, why we say at night only is because they may not be as good as sunscreen applications yeah. as we are. So let's just keep it as yeah. the general So, so what I generally recommend is to use it at night. And then if you know the next day you're going to be the whole day in the sun you're going to be on a yacht or hiking then i say don't use it the night before and i think another point is to get what we call a micro comedone so they're, they're small little blackheads and white that you can't actually see and you want to target those people from the beginning so some children begin with acne nine or ten years old and that's where you could in fact use a mild retinoid from that age brilliant because you want to prevent it from happening and that's why i think the CeraVe one will be fantastic for targeting that very young teenage Okay. So literally you can use retinol from say the age of nine to an age of 100. And do you think that that would help instilling that routine so young? Do you think it can prevent that severe acne definitely, onset? Oh, definitely. Wow. Well, you can't say 100%, sure. but it certainly would help. Okay. For maybe not the people who are going to get the nodular cystic acne. Yes. Basically with acne, you don't want anybody to end up with scarring. So the earlier you start with the right treatment, the better. Mm. And there these milder retinols could certainly use from say nine or 10 years old. And then another really important one that we've already covered is to be very good with your high-factor broad-spectrum sunscreen yeah. just because you are more photosensitive. Basically, you've got new healthy skin resurfacing, so you have to protect it with the sunscreen. And guess what? That's also your best anti-ager too. So if, you, if you're targeting anti-aging with a retinol, don't take two steps forwards and one step back. That's sunscreen in the day is just a given. Use it, and then you're winning on both fronts. That's the best advice ever. And then a good moisturizer, hey, yes, because definitely. that buffers the irritation sometimes sure. that we get. So you've sure. got to make sure that your skin barrier is intact. So look for moisturizers that have the ceramides, that have the emollients in them to just protect that skin. If I'm going to start off somebody on a retinol or retinoid, and I know they might have a more sensitive skin, I might sort of recommend a slightly more gentle cleanser because you don't want to use a harsh cleanser plus a retinoid. Then you set up for a retinoid reaction. Now, if they've got an atopic background, is say, listen, rather use a cream cleanser Go easy on a maybe a toner or things like that. Definitely. So go easy That's on that. That's a good tip. And then the other thing is this synergy. Again, we talked about products you can combine with the retinol, but the hydroxy acids mm. has been shown to work synergistically with, with the retinol. That's one of the most popular questions we get actually is can I use my retinol with and it's yeah. AHAs well, and vitamin C's like how do they use you it you don't get many products with AHAs and retinol in the same product you get PHAs which work very very well again because it's that mild exfoliating action but I feel like the two acids probably end up cancelling each other out at some point but in different products yes. one in the morning yeah, one in the evening, evening. Yeah. that's yeah. exactly yeah. how we would recommend it so it's different application Actions, times yeah. Yeah. so morning and then retinol at night 
Or another way, which skin cycling has taught us really nicely, is to use it on alternative evenings. Yeah. So retinol one night, your AHA is on another night. And then vitamin C we don't really struggle too much with because that is a morning, morning application. Totally. So just to help answer those queries that we sometimes get on doing I think I've never really got is like oils and retinol or retinol <laughs> oils. That doesn't make sense to me. It almost doesn't feel like it's going to get where it needs to go. Be careful on how you choose your retinol. Retinol is like, I think, go back to simplistic formulations that are developed by pharmaceutical aligned companies, simplistic formulations that ultimately are going to deliver it into the skin. Mm. There are a lot of brands trying to do things that seems like it's going to work, but don't be disappointed. Go after the things that are proven to work. Yes, and ask for the advice. Again, synergistic ingredients as well. Like we know the Marty Derm shots. Mm. You guys have been using that. How have you been finding the Marty Derm shots? Uh, the team are obsessed with are that they? product. I think because A, they're seeing the result. <laughs> and when I mean by result, there is a slight flaking on the skin, which yeah. is actually what Dr. Leslie Bauman has said. You know, that is a good result. That's showing you that your retinol is efficacious. Yeah. But the smoothness, so the skin texture, the refinement, even in the small little hyperpigmentation marks on the skin. Yeah. And that just boils down to a very simplistic, powerful formula with retinol and licorice. That's it. Done. So, Dr. Webster, any final thoughts on retinol for us? Well, I think the whole retinoid group is such a major thing in skin care, whether you're using a prescription one or a non-prescription one. And I think it's, again, down to personalized medicine. You know, you want to find one that suits you and your, your bank balance, your pocket. <laughs> <laughs> I would have said suits you and your skin needs. And yeah. I think we've really covered today that retinol covers such a variety of skin concerns and then if you need help with that navigation that's what our skin therapists are absolutely it's a fundamental uh, you know we talk about fundamentals in our skincare cleanser your vitamin c your antioxidants a retinol a sunscreen, sunscreen a good moisturizer these are pillars in your skincare routine that if you use them long term you're going to see amazing results thanks again guys and yeah we'll catch you next time Don't forget to subscribe if you're keen to learn more about what we have to say. We would also really love your thoughts, ideas, and any questions you have for future episodes. You can email us on pod at dermastore.co.za.